You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum with your hosts, Justin and Ricky, and we've heard you're going to Gen Con. Oh, really? I'm going to Gen Con? Well, we're going to Gen Con, and oh. by us saying that, that means our listeners, whether they like it or not, are going to Gen Con. So they better pack their bags, get ready, and we're going to tell them how to do so. So, Or at least tips from you know what we learned last year and prior informations. Yeah. And what to do before we go out there, because last year was my first year. No idea. You took the reins. Did a pretty decent job. So. Yes. So I guess before we uh, jump into main topic of, so you're going to Gen Con and what to expect, what to prepare, what to do between now and the 85 days I think are left on the clock as we record. Mm. Uh, So less than three months until Gen Con. Let's talk about uh, the role recap and what we've been playing recently. Do you have anything? I do, and actually I sent you a picture of it last night because I figured out how to break Harry Potter. It's true. I didn't want to tell you that secret. Yeah, it's true, and it drove my girlfriend nuts. It was pretty great because I only had to grab three cards in the beginning of the game, and I kind of just kept rolling off of them one after another after another. And then once yeah. I hit that sweet spot and I got it to do it just right, I could just keep going forever. My girlfriend eventually said, just let me know when it's time for me to do something. Right. Um, so the the real secret to the magic of Harry Potter is that Polyjuice Potion card. Mm-hmm. That clones, mm-hmm. clones another ally that you played that turn. So if you get a right, like you said, the right chain of cards, that makes it so easy. You have to get those right cards mm-hmm. and, and, and buy the right allies in order to start pulling that trick off. But yeah, it works. Yeah. It works really well. You mill through your deck like it's nothing. You keep going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was my big one. Uh, we played some D and D on Saturday, um, right after Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. Many free comic books, many D and D. Great day. Um, I've picked up a few games here and there of um, Boss Monster and or um, Ticket to Ride. Nothing mm-hmm. too too exciting, but well, no, they still are exciting. They still are a ton of fun, but nothing yeah. new. Nothing. Typical Ricky. Yeah. Typical Ricky. Um, So last time we recorded, I was talking about how you had to go into the third attempt at the same stupid scenario in Arkham Horror, the card game. Mm -hmm. We beat it. We beat it well. And didn't really see the ending, ending of that scenario coming. So when we go at it again tomorrow on our LCG night, it'll be very interesting what happens. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not telling you anything about it. Um, played a several rounds of Scythe. Um, so I kind of got back in a little bit of a Scythe kick, and that was more because of the recent news that dropped. I kind of wanted to, it got the itch to play it a little bit more. Uh, we did a local store tournament for Keyforge. It was a Sealed deck tournament, but not really sealed because we were using the uh, store's gamma decks. So every deck had the store's name as part of its name. 
Oh, that's very cool. There's a couple of them, like Hot Galvanized. Uh, Lindsay's Garrison was one. There was another one that was uh, the beast that aims at Lindsay's Garrison. So some of them were just kind of nonsensical, most, much like most key forwards. Some of them mm-hmm. were very po- uh, on the point. So it was really neat doing um, games like that. And the decks worked out pretty well. They were they were what you expect out of a Keyforge deck. So they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, then played a couple more rounds of Lord of the Rings, Journeys in Middle-Earth. Got through a couple more scenarios in that one. So I've now seen... The regular journey map version of the board plus the um, battle map, mm. for lack of a better term, where it's a little bit more combat heavy. Both are really interesting, and I like the fact that the game kind of flops you from one type of scenario to the other, so you don't really get washed out on the same type of scenario. Okay. Played a little bit of Game of Thrones, the card game, uh, followed with a little bit more Keyforge that next LCG night. Because mm. that's what people wanted to play. It was a competitive night, so had a little bit of fun with that. And then, sadly, that was like, it's almost been a week since I played something. Mm-hmm. Um, just been busy. Like you said, we had the D&D. Um, Avengers Endgame was out there, so kind of had to make mm-hmm. time for a three-hour movie. Yeah. So. It was a great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. It's everything I wanted it to be for being a fan of the series for 11 years, so... Mm. Still processing some of it. Yeah. But... And then we'll see where uh, Spider-Man Far From Home takes it next. Yeah. Because that'll be the next movie in two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's a roll recap. Uh, on to our news. Well, with news, it's not a whole lot of news. Uh, we're kind of gearing up for Origins. Uh, you did say that there is a... Modular board coming out for Scythe? Right. So later this summer, there'll be a modular tile-based board for Scythe where it's not the same map every time. Because right Mm -hmm. now it's a printed board. Nothing changes between games. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the community things was, you know, why don't we develop some sort of, like, tile-based board and can kind of mix it up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So the designer kind of went back at the game and figured out a way to do that. So we're going to be getting that next. And that might be the kind of the last piece of Scythe that we're going to get that's uh, totally new. Mm-hmm. Asmodee announced that they're doing a print company now. So a lot of the IP, like the, I'm, I'm suspecting the like Legend of the Five Ring novellas that they've been publishing, the Arkham Horror novellas that they've been publishing, mm-hmm. the Android novellas that they've published a little bit. All of those are probably going to end up on that mm-hmm. platform. Maybe... Stock levels will be a little bit more consistent and not sell out instantly. And then we have to wonder if they're ever be re- reprinted ever again. Or go to uh, our old friend eBay and tell them how bad we really want it because people sell Ooh. that stuff for disgusting amounts of money. That is true. Um, but yeah, I think news wise, things are a little bit on the quieter side for now. Um, next month is Origin, so I'm, I'm anticipating a lot more stuff coming. In about a month, once mm-hmm. Origins hits, and then two months after that is going to be where a lot of things are announced and released at Gen Con. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. it'll be good. Uh, as far as the Kickstarter corner, the only one that I'm fully like, uh, Cultist Storm came back. They mm-hmm. relaunched. They revamped the entire campaign on the Kickstarter. So definitely take a look at it. It's 
pretty interesting because it's a little bit more modular. You don't have to go in. Uh, the first scenario was like an all-in or nothing. So it was mm-hmm. a hefty hefty buy-in for a game that you're not even sure on. So uh, good news there that they kind of went back and revamped it a little bit. Um, and there was news about Kickstarter. Kickstarter has officially reached uh, $1 billion in games backed. So I believe it. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Lots of you know indie people One, or indie developers finally getting their stuff out. One billion. One billion. See, and now I'm thinking of some of the campaigns I was part of that were not necessarily well, not necessarily like one billion, but um, for example, Cthulhu Wars um, Onslaught Three breached. Uh, oh, like one. One billion dollars in 2018. I apologize. Ooh, yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, Cthulhu Wars was part of that, as that was like one million on its own. Yeah. So there are some really, really big Kickstarters out there, and then there's a lot of a lot of other ones that are just out there, which uh, are fine because I mean we found some smaller ones that are great. Mm-hmm. That uh, Van Ryder Games is actually running one right now. Which one are they running? Are they running uh, Hostage? Final Hostage Negotiator. It's Mm -hmm. a Hostage Negotiator career. For those who aren't familiar with Hostage Negotiator, it's kind of a push-your-luck dice game. Mm -hmm. Solo game, though. Mm -hmm. So you're just playing against yourself and and the scenario with the different terrorists or Mm -hmm. or whatever situation that you come across as your police negotiator. Uh, trying to save the innocent hostages and take down the bad guy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, career turns it into more of a campaign. Mm-hmm. So where you're going to start off really easy and then you're going to progress in your career. And if you're successful, you get accolades. If you're not successful, you're going to get like dark marks on your record. Mm-hmm. So looks really interesting. Um <laughs> They have several different pledge levels, which I like. Um, like, if you have everything already, they got a basic pledge level of, like, here's the new stuff. Um, already have some of it? Here's more. And mm-hmm. the add-ons and such. So, I'll probably be looking a little bit more into that. Um, one thing they do have that I kind of like. I like the game right now because it's very easy to pack and take solo and on the road. But they are adding, like, a game mat. And I'm a little bit of a sucker for those because I like... A mat that has a layout that I can actually like place the cards on. I have a few mats. Don't look at them. I'm looking at about like I'd say at least thirty mats. Oh no, 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 not thirty. That's maybe a dozen. It's not a dozen. That's a dozen. There's a bunch of them rolled up up there. <laughs> Don't you lie to me, Justin. Don't you lie to our fans. They deserve the truth. If you uh, say it's not thirty, you can walk home with this <laughs> unopened. Fallout, Matt. I don't even have the game, but okay. <laughs> so, that's a little bit on Kickstarter, at least what I've seen so far. I know there's definitely more out there. Um, mm. There's always projects coming and going, so it's kind of hard to keep tr- full tabs on them. So, why don't we talk about Gen Con? Let's talk about Gen Con. Let's do this. Okay. So, if you're unaware, the... Event catalog just released, mm-hmm. so that uh, came out on Sunday the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what essentially happens is they release the event catalog for us to take a look through, to get a feel of what is out there. You'll see a lot of the same things from year to year. Um, Fantasy Flight will do their in-flight uh, check-in. Yeah, they'll do the in-flight report. Or in-flight report. Yeah. Um, you'll see the same event. You'll see, like, your Star Wars, uh, Legion, um, yeah. all the All the major all games have their competitive events yeah. that are going on. Um, but, yeah, you log into the Gen Con website. Um, most importantly about that whole fact is... Once you have your badge purchased, you can start creating a wish list, mm-hmm. and you prioritize that wish list, and you want to do that now, because when event registration actually opens at noon Eastern on May 19th, you essentially tell the system, submit my wish list. It's going to potentially crash, uh, take a long time, but eventually, in theory, it'll process it and spit you back of, these are the tickets that you can buy. Mm-hmm. So... Make sure you prioritize your events into, like, the things you really want need to be at the top. Mm-hmm. Because some of them close out very fast. Like, the Arkham Horror event last year shut out almost instantly. Mm-hmm. We had people, when we were actually at the event, trying to buy our tickets off of us because they... Because they couldn't get them. Yeah, they couldn't get them. So, um, <laughs> it's it's a little bit of a, uh, a lottery. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple things you can do to make sure your chances are a little bit more successful. Um, If there is a particular event you like, um, for example, you really want to get into one of the Star Wars RPGs. Mm -hmm. There's multiple time slots. You could put multiple versions, you know, different time slots on your wish list and see which one you get spit Mm -hmm. back at you. Um, One thing I would definitely suggest is there is a lot to do at Jetcon. Mm-hmm. Way more than you have time for. Don't fill your days. Don't have a day that you're going from event to event to event to event to event until the end of the day. You're going to kill yourself. There's not going to be time for moving from one place to the other because it's not small. So It's not small and it's jam-packed. So you try getting somewhere and you're mm-hmm. walking at a snail's pace. Right. Um, the other thing I would suggest too... I mean, that was a great point because we had one day where we had, not necessarily back-to-back, we gave ourselves like an hour between events. Right. And I think that was our Friday, and we were just dead afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, we we had hit the bed early and just passed out. But uh, if you are going with friends and want to do these events with friends, uh, make sure to connect your profiles on the website Right. So that one person can say, hey, me and this person want to do this event. These mm-hmm. are the times we're looking at. And then it can match you up and say, okay, well, we've got two tickets available to this time and this time. Right. So the, the way you do that is essentially you have to know each other's email addresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my profile, I'd punch in your email address. It makes you do it twice just so you don't fat finger anything. And then it submits an automatic email to that email saying Mm -hmm. hey justin wants to friend you on our system once you accept it then the accounts are semi-linked to the point that you can buy event tickets for each other Mm -hmm. so this is how i was able to make sure that we got to the arkham horror event together or we did an rpg together or uh, like when we did the true dungeon we had 
10, ten people. people. Yeah. So it's nice just to have the 10 people all in one say, okay, we need tickets for 10 people instead of mm-hmm. saying individually go in and then accidentally get split off into different groups. Right. So if you actually want to game with your friends or a small group of friends, definitely friend each other through the system and have one person work on buying them. The downside to that is that per- that one person has to upfront the funding, mm-hmm. and most of the events do cost money. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on what it is. Some of the tournament stuff, uh, like Fantasy Flight runs, that's anywhere between, I think, 20 to $50 for mm-hmm. an event. Now, normally you get a lot of stuff, promos, prizes, etc. Mm-hmm. You get stuff for just participating, and then if you do well enough, you'll get even more stuff. So... And typically, like, the $50 events are your Legend of the Five Ring tournament, your uh, major X-Wing tournaments. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much all-day events, so you are kind of getting your time and monies out of them, but just heads up, that's 50 bucks. Yeah. Now, the RPGs tend to be a little bit, like, 10 or less, like 4 $6, or the mm-hmm. ones I saw on those. And then the other thing is, there's a lot of seminars. Mm-hmm. Most of those are free. Just make sure you have your ticket. You can that kind of make sure they have a head count because the room can only hold 100 people, so they only let in 100 tickets. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good stuff there. You can get seminars on painting. You can get seminars on how to DM, mm-hmm. um, character development, podcasting seminars. Um, the, so hopefully we're going to get better. We're going to learn what we're doing wrong. <laughs> Which is so much sometimes. It's mostly me. It's okay. Let's be honest. I uh, only have so much charm I can exude. It's because they can't see you. Yeah. My mom did say I had a face for a radio, but... Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. I just got that. Um, Hey, look. It's a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the art of podcasting. You could say, hey, look, it's uh, anything, and the listener has to believe it. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff you can do at Gen Con. Um, build, your, build your time windows for lunch. Build mm-hmm. time windows for the event, uh, the, the exhibitor hall, because it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, what I usually will say, what we, what we did last year is we hit the hall at least a little bit each day. Um, like day one was like scoping it out and just taking it all in mm-hmm. day two. We kind of focus in like, Oh, we didn't get to see this area or that area. Or if we split up, like you saw something that like, Hey, check this out. This was really cool. Mm-hmm. Or I did that a couple times. Um, day one, when it opens, it is a madhouse rush mm-hmm. because there's a lot of games that are launching. A lot of games that are on sale early mm-hmm. and people go and grab them. Yeah. There is a coupon book. You get all kinds of free fun stuff. Again, um, a lot of it's while supplies last or, mm-hmm. or or whatever, but use it. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Your event tickets. So I would strongly advise that there is an option when you register for your events that you can pay. Uh, I think it was dollars. 10, it was like 10 bucks last year. It was. Yeah. It, wasn't like an insignificant, uh, insignificant amount of money, but I could pay to have them ship the tickets to me before Gen Con. You have to ask yourself: Is ten dollars worth three 
hours of your time, give or take, because unless you're going... The event line to get your tickets at Gen Con is long. Disgustingly long. When we got there, we got there Wednesday, but Thursday when most people were starting to show up and we were like checking out the hall and going to our first events and like Mm -hmm. we saw the line and we're like, where's this go? And we literally followed it to the end. It was just like this, it never ended line. Yeah. Um, and it was not moving. No, definitely. So, and and I, I feel bad for those workers and volunteers that that were down there running that because that was mm-hmm. just nonstop for hours for them too. Yeah, running around grabbing everyone's badges, grabbing everything. It's worth the convenience fee, hundred mm-hmm. percent. If you can if you can pitch in that extra little ten dollars or whatever to get the thing shipped to you, do it. Mm-hmm. Now the one th- trick I did find out is they are open at almost all hours. And when I was there third Wednesday night, we did the in-flight report. Then I met up with uh, a buddy to play Battlestar Galactica. You were exhausted, so you ended up going back to the house. I just checked to make sure I actually had my badge sent to me because I just <laughs> thought about that. I'm like, oh, no. Right. Yeah, no, I was exhausted. Well, I mean, granted, by the time... That Thursday night. Well, it was like, we traveled. Mm-hmm. I worked, we traveled. You worked, we traveled, and then we got down there, did the in-flight report, got, had to find the house that we were, we were in, things mm. like, the whole day of travel and settling, it just takes, it takes a little wind out of you. And then I played Battlestar Galactica till like two or three in the morning. When I went downstairs to get, uh, uh, a lift over to the, uh, where we were staying, the event registry was there. Or, or the event tickets were there, and there was not a soul in sight. I pretty much walked up, showed them my ID. They got me the few tickets that I got after the fact, after I had ordered the bunch of them. I, we mm-hmm. added a couple of events in the end. Yeah. And I picked them up there because I'm like, oh, I'll just get will call whenever time it's convenient because those were like Saturday or Sunday events. They were like much later mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the con, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, there was no one there at like 2, 3 in the morning. If you're awake at 2 or 3 in the morning, go get your tickets then. If you don't want to pay the shipping fee. So, a couple ways you could do it. Yeah. I say the shipping fee is probably... I think I had tickets in my name too mm-hmm. for a few events and we just never picked them up because there was no reason. There was, we couldn't get to them. Yeah. It's like the next day I had a, we had like a seminar and it's like, okay, we'll go stand in line, show up in the line again. is like 2-3 hours long and... Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I do like about the event catalog is if you just click into it, it is order of events, like mm-hmm. timeline wise, starting with Wednesday and then it rolls all the way down. You can keyword search. So if you want to look for a particular game, mm-hmm. you can just sort of type that in. Like if you're looking for a Pathfinder game, you can type in Pathfinder. It will spit up everything that has the word Pathfinder in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also filter it by category game what day what time who's hosting it mm-hmm. um so category is a really good one i like personally because like maybe i want to seminars oh i hit the seminar and i can see all the seminars kind of help mm-hmm. fil- filter the things that you're not looking for at that time because there is currently um fourteen thousand events listed on the website right now yep and they're not even all up yet yeah um, I only know that because I have some friends who are big onto Legend of the Five Rings and are planning on doing the L5R event. 
Legend of the Five Rings and Keyforge are not going to be hosted by Fantasy Flight directly this year. Hmm. Um, they have Cascade Games, who have been doing some of their major events, running it again because they did the events at uh, Adepticon. That, oh, that was yeah, a, yeah. That was the company and store that was running mm. them at Adepticon, too, for them. So they're kind of handling those events so that X-Wing, Legion, Game of Thrones, all the... <laughs> so many other events yeah. that they have to run. I think this is how they split it off. Um, according to the Fantasy Flight organized play, the events have been submitted by Cascade, but they didn't make the catalog yet. They should be up by within the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to add them and, and get in there. Just keep in mind that if you search for Fantasy Flight games, you may not find them. You might have to search for Legend of the Five Rings or mm-hmm. or something else to, to be able to do that. Um, other weird events that are going on, there's bar crawls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you want to do. There is historicals, not historicals. They have kids' activities. Um, the fun one that I always kind of find that's a little interesting is the spouse activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it fun because it's... Okay, I'm a gamer. My wife isn't that mm-hmm. big on things. But if I wanted to go to Gen Con because I want to take the family, you know, the wife, kids, and the the you know one kid is very into gaming they're with me let's go do stuff mm-hmm. but then the other child and the wife or spouse or something together whatever isn't mm-hmm. that deep they have non-gamer ish things um and i've talked to people who've done these they have a blast because it's um They'll do, they have like yoga classes, things like that, how to make cupcakes, but they'll like D&D theme the cupcakes. I was uh, picked up a uh, knitting one last year. Cause yeah. just, it looks like a little How to crochet, fun. how to knit. Like, I think the crocheting one, um, you make dice bags. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that is related to Gen Con, but a hobby that may not be your normal gamer hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always worth checking out because it's... it's it's neat. Um, yeah, I just looked at one here. Beginner Ballroom Tango. Huh. Learned to tango at Gen Con. So, lots and lots and lots of options. Um, so, yeah, you can go by category, uh, electronic games or RPGs. There's going to be a lot. Um, True Dungeon is huge. We did it last year, and yes. we were very upset when we left, but then afterwards, I, at least I know I, I had a fun time once I sat down and processed what happened. I had an okay time, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our group was upset because I think our expectation, the group's expectations were off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of put a sour note because everyone thought it was going to be this, and it turned out to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just... It wasn't really beginner friendly. I did find that there is true dungeon seminars, like True Dungeon One Hundred and One. If you haven't oh. done True Dungeon before, I would actually suggest sitting in one of those seminars. Yeah, get get your feet wet because it's it's a whole other world. Um, I know people who play it a lot, and it it you it rewards you with the time and effort that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Is really what I've noticed. If you dive deep you're going to get a lot more out of it than someone who's like, oh, let me check this out. It's a D&D escape room where you get 
uh, gear, and you get to bring the gear, depending on what one that you go to, with you from game to game. So the more mm-hmm. you play, the more gear you get. And you can actually even stop into the dealer's hall, and they have booths that have thousands of those uh, thousands of pieces of gear for you to right. pick up and take with you. So... Yeah, so if you haven't done it before, um, the sealed quests is what they call them. They tend to be on the cheaper side, and you can't you can't bring anything that you already have with you. Everything you get is in that event, mm-hmm. so it's really beginner friendly in that stay stay standpoint. But you still kind of need to know what you're getting into to understand how to play. Mm-hmm. And they kind of walk you through a tutorial, but it's because of how fast paced the game is. It's pretty rushed, mm. and that's, I think that's what didn't help our group with either of being 100%. 10, 10 brand new, never-before-done players mm-hmm. was our issue. And I know we talked about this on the, the Gen Con episodes that we started, episode one, episode two. Mm-hmm. So we're retreading a little bit more ground here, but... Yeah. Um, it's worth it if you're you're going to jump into it, just be a little bit more prepared than we were. Mm-hmm. I think we even said, oh, did you, did any of you guys read the manual? And some people even said there was a manual, and that just opened us up to, oh, this is how it's going to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, board game, anime, film fest. It's, it's Gen Con. There's everything. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. So, outside of the events... Um, if you were looking for lo- um, lodging, mm-hmm. I would suggest right now, as you're listening, as whenever, um, just log in every day. Um, me and Justin, our original room was... Three blocks. Th- no, yeah, three blocks. It was three blocks away from the convention center, so it was a, a little bit of a walk, but not terrible. And then last month, I just happened to log in, and now we have a room that's kitty corner to... The convention center itself. So mm-hmm. instead of having to walk those three blocks, we can take the skywalk. We can literally just walk outside, cross the street, and we're there. So it it does pay off to keep an eye on that because yep. you pay almost the same amount of money as if you were staying a few blocks away. Yeah, it may be like a hundred or two off. It's depending. not a huge price savings. Yeah. Um, the only time you're going to get the actual price savings if you're like miles away. Yeah. And then then you have to figure out how to get there you're either ubering there and back which i do suggest uber and lyft um and the rideshare programs for that because it's cheaper than finding parking yeah parking's disgustingly expensive the only downside to that is if someone may uh if someone decides that that's the proper time to pick up broken token uh their broken token orders 50 pounds of broken token balsa yeah Let's carry it all day. Yeah, they do not give you uh, bags that are well equipped to carry that <laughs> all day. Um, but um, like we had, uh, we had a friend who was seven miles away. Now he's going to be staying three blocks away. So right, definitely keep looking. Um, if you are staying far away, make sure to check. Uh, I believe Gen Con last year had an agreement with Lyft. Yes. Uh, they gave a you lift. a code, and that, that code got you, I think, like $5 off a certain amount of rides or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like $5 off four rides. It, was, it wasn't it was anything drastic, but it helped. Yeah, and it was nice. It was definitely nice. Um, general con tips, con tip, eh, general con tips, I would mm-hmm. say, 
comfortable shoes because mm-hmm. you're going to be on your feet all day and walking around all day mm-hmm. and walking around all day. Um, I can't say with with my pedometer. Um, I want to say I think 12,000 steps may have been our shortest day. Yeah, I was going to say that's a short day. I was doing like 20 Th- to 30. Yeah, like I want to say upper teens to tw- you know 20k steps was normal. Mm-hmm. Um for our largest And that was and that was probably Wednesday. Yeah. where we sat in the car driving half the day. Yeah. For our larger set friends, uh as myself, mm-hmm. baby power, powder, trust me. Mm-hmm. That it's it's hot out. It is hot out. It is hot out. Um, water. Water. Definitely water. Um, Whether it's, you know, a water bottle that you bring along with you and carry around. Um, backpack camel packs. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one friend that was utilizing one of those. We had one friend using one of those, and it was great yeah. for him. Um some sort of backpack yeah, carrying some device. Sort of comfortable you do bag. you do get like the tote bags and stuff. However, as someone had just reminded me a little bit ago, they're not usually well equipped for carrying decently sized or heavyish objects like balsa mm-hmm. wood or um, yeah. you know your heftier board games, and it's gonna strain your fingers. So if you got a bag or something with you. Mm-hmm. it helps some sort of like any kind of bag either a messenger bag or or anything like that mm-hmm. something that you can sling over yourself um just remember that it's hot if you're going to be outside um i mean it's end of july early august yeah that first. sun's going to be beating down on you however uh the food trucks that they park outside yes there's some great street food there's some great restaurants in the area just Note that there is so many congoers that those places are packed mm-hmm. at almost all hours. Yeah. Um, if you're willing to put a little more or walk a little bit more distance between you and the convention center uh, for a meal, it lightens up a little bit because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get something quicker. But a lot of good food. Lots and lots of good food. Good pierogies. Mm, yes, mm. that pierogi food truck. I really hope it's there this year. Yes. It's the only thing I actually went back and got more than once last year. Yeah, and uh, I'll be I'll be kind of crying mm. in a corner somewhere if I don't see them. No, again. we need some pierogies. Yeah, that's so so good. Um, don't stress yourself out. No, don't. Uh, the heat and everything is is going to take a lot out of you. So if you're trying to run back and forth and you're trying to go outside, um, right. Take care of yourself. Um, Don't stress yourself out for that chase game either. You mm-hmm. might have that one object or that one thing that you do want, and you know what? Go for it. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that, you know, if, don't beat yourself up if you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like Twilight Imperium 4th Edition came out. They only sold so many, and you, if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clank in Space it was another Gen Con release. The games come out, it's usually two to three months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's an early sale, you can you know pre-order at your friendly local game store. They'll be able to get it for you. Mm-hmm. You just may have to wait, but don't stress out over yeah. that. If you score that unique or or early release, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to play Twilight Imperium 
two months early because a friend of mine who was there scored it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I loved playing it. And then that made me more excited and made also made sure my purchase mm-hmm. you know, for a $150 MSRP game. Yeah. I knew what I was getting into. I knew I was going to probably like it anyway, but we played fourth edition early with his copy and I went, oh yeah. I would also suggest um, if there is a chase game that you're looking for, go and find uh, the developer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Of course, after you look up Tabletop Arcanum and all three of those because we have a presence in all three. This Um, is true. But... Um, like a lot of times, Fantasy Flight, uh, like Adepticon, Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars Celebration Chicago, they would post when they were sold out of things, but yes. then also let you know, okay, so for Adepticon, we only had a hundred of the, the, um, Vulture the, Droids, the Vulture Droid, uh, special edition Vulture Droids a day. So they would let you know that, Hey, you may come, we may be sold out, show up tomorrow. Right. You, you are more than likely to be able to score one. If you show up the next day or something, you know where you have to go. You know where you need to be. Um, it makes it a little bit easier on you. I know Fantasy Flight, the first day that we went, um, the lines were just disgusting yeah. to get in. Uh, just to their booth. You're talking Gen Con or Depticon? Gen Con, I'm sorry. Gen Con. Okay, yeah. They yes. Were, they were disgusting to get in. It was like a good like hour and a half wait to get into Fantasy Flight. However, that was X-Wing 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a huge release for them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were trying to get it. And surprisingly, not surprisingly, I mean, Fantasy Flight were, were great about that. We went the day after. I mean, we, we went, mm-hmm. we could have gotten it Thursday. We went through. We didn't really pick up much on Thursday, I don't think. Thursday was a scout day for us. We didn't. Because yeah. uh, we had an event that we didn't see the opening of the event hall mm-hmm. or the we had an event going on. I think it was. I think we were playing Arkham, actually. Yeah. If I remember right, so we didn't get into the vendor hall at open. So any of those chase games, we just didn't have a chance at because yeah. we weren't there. Not that it. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whatever thing to me. Yeah, and so I, I mean, everyone was excited about Star mm-hmm. Wars 2.0. But the thing is, we showed back up Friday. We mm-hmm. show back up Saturday. Saturday, it only took us maybe like 15 minutes to get in. Right. And they still had a ton of them. Sunday, they were finally sold out, but right. they had that many. They know they're going to sell a ton. They there's, brought a ton. There's going to be certain games like that. Mm-hmm. X-Wing was last year's. Um, this year, I think Pathfinder mm-hmm. is going to be the big game because Pathfinder 2.2nd Edition or 2.0, whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. coming out August, which means they're going to sell it at Gen Con. I'm 90% sure they're going to have a ton of mm-hmm. books. And not only is the main book, core book, coming out, this is actually the one of the biggest RPG launches because mm-hmm. there's the main book, the bestiary, mm-hmm. your GM screen, mm-hmm. your character sheet folio, your condition card box, a starter adventure set, the first of the adventure path set, and I'm trying to blank. I think there's one more. It's it is legitimately like six or seven different SKUs, mm-hmm. and uh, the core book and the best cherry. Oh, uh, that's what it is uh, the world guide. I mm. forgot about the world guide. Yeah, there's a lot 
coming out at once for this to support this new mm-hmm. new edition. It's really good, and I'm sure they're going to have stock in most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, some things may be a little bit less, like they may not bring a lot of like an overabundance of like the the character sheets, or they may not bring an overabundance of the condition cards because mm-hmm. those. Because if you think about it, not everybody's going to buy those things, but... You don't need it to play. Here, I'm going to, you know, bet they're going to have more core rule books mm-hmm. than, 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 than what is, like, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Now, just like Fantasy Flight with X-Wing last year, they may sell out by Sunday. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get it first hour Thursday, you're not going to be necessarily out of luck on something like that. Yeah. There's other games, smaller publishers, smaller developers. Those are the ones that are going to be a little bit more mm. hard to come by. Um, the other thing is there's usually announcements all the way up until the week before Gen Con. Even the days of Gen Con, there might be an announcement. Keep an eye on the news feeds, your Twitters, your Facebooks, your Instagram. Because that's where a lot of this stuff is going to be dropping. Mm. And a lot of the major review sites usually get... Um, embargo where they can't even talk about it until X date and then they'll release all their content on that mm-hmm. X date. Um, hopefully one day that'll be us. But Maybe someday. We'll keep at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like um, other thing too. Our Talisman um, did the Witcher yes. um, pen and paper RPG. Yes. And a friend, we have a friend who is obsessed with it. Yes. We went the first two days and couldn't get it. The third day, I finally got it because they were only selling so many copies per day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a fun company. Yeah, and a lot of publishers will know that you know if we're gonna have a four day event, someone's gonna buy a Saturday pass or a Sunday pass, and we want to make they sure that, that if yes. they come out, that they can they can get something. And they're yeah, they're gonna keep releasing stuff or releasing information all the way leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if news is going to be a little tight for, I mean, after Origin, uh, Origins, be a little tight. Origins in June, uh, yeah, mid-June to mid-July, I think it's going to be kind of a quiet time. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to ramp up like two weeks prior to Gen Con, and then like even the week of Gen Con, there'll be announcements we'll all flooded, over the place. Yeah. yeah. So we'll try to keep up on it and uh, keep you up, on, up to date as best we can. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on all that. Any other final thoughts on Gen Con other than go have a good time? Take a damn shower, you hippie. Hygiene. It's important. It's very important. You, some oh. people can bring tears to your eyes. Yeah, I won't be cutting up onions near you anymore. Uh, oh, oh. You know, the other note on that is, hmm. you know, shower, hygiene, yeah, those are all good things. Have a battery backup for your phone, or yes. or uh, don't expect to have self service at all times because I didn't have self service the entire time I was in the actual. It's a lot of people and yeah. a lot of usage, so I'd have you to... may or may not have self service. You may have to step outside the building or in near walls. You have Verizon. You are able to get I was, decent service. I was pretty okay most. I of had the time. no service with T Mobile anywhere within the convention center. The moment right. I took a step outside, perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, that's the Tabletop Arcadum Gen Con tips. So, you're going to Gen Con. So, you're coming with us to Gen Con. We don't have enough room for everybody. Shh. 
We're just going to use them for the ride. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So next episode, we'll be talking Lord of the Rings, Journeys in Middle-Earth. I'm pretty pumped. The new Fantasy Flight app-based adventure game. So hype, stay hype, tuned. Hype. We'll be talking about that and going a little bit more pros, cons, what you like, what you don't like, and giving you at least what we feel. Till next time, guys. Keep showering. Please. <laughs>